We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good evening, Broncos country. Happy Saturday. Let's give it a minute to get all of our streams in here. I think we're having a problem with uh, one of the Facebook streams. So let me okay. see if I can uh, get that going. Okay. Give us a minute here, guys. So we get that all up and running. All right. All righty, and we are good to go. Welcome in to another installment of the Orange and Blue View. I'm so glad to be here with you tonight. I'm one of the co-hosts, Ron White. That way is my other co-host, <laughs> Thomas Hall. Hey, Thomas, how are you doing on this nice Saturday? I am doing great. I'm excited for Sunday Night Football, man. I uh, I tell you, it this renewed kind of confidence the team has the belief that they have and actually they they're winning too so <laughs> you know that that type of stuff it, it makes me happy because I'm a, I'm a Broncos fan been a Broncos fan for a long long time uh and it's been a rough a rough go so if we can get some wins back you get some more wins going it's gonna be it's gonna be great yes and we got some super chats coming in here we're gonna start off with David McKillar thank you David for coming in and showing support. We appreciate you, my man. He says, good evening, Broncos country. Tom, Ron, Dylan, and Deacon Scott. Hashtag 11 and 6. Hashtag Buckham times 3. Hashtag MHH for life. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. And again, David, thank you for coming in. And I'm, you know, I, you're sticking by this prediction, man. You know, I... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm good that you're remaining consistent. You know, you have the faith that the Broncos are going to continue this win streak. And and you're right, Thomas. It is it is just so great to see this team bounce back and the way that they're winning these games. And now into the playoff contender discussion. That's right. You know, it's it's such a great thing to see. Obviously, they have to keep winning, <laughs> you know, and, you know, this Minnesota team is on a five game win streak. So this is this is not going to be easy pickings for Denver either. But, you know, if they keep winning and, you know, keep playing with that aggression that we've seen over the past few weeks, yep. playoffs are definitely a possibility. Well, and if you think about it, you look at uh, there's a scenario this weekend if the Broncos win and some other teams don't take care of business on their end that they're real they leapfrog four teams and they're they're just about they're basically half a game out of the playoffs mm-hmm. and that's it. i mean in the seventh seat so it's not unrealistic to to have enthusiasm for the playoffs of course they've got to keep winning uh there's no doubt about that but things are starting to kind of shape up in the NFL that is beneficial to the Broncos. Now I don't like to see people get injured. Anybody, yeah. anybody in the NFL, uh, you know, but Joe Burrow injury done for the mm-hmm. season. Uh, Ravens lost, uh, you know, they lost uh, their tight end, Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and of course, you know, before that you've seen Deshaun Watson from the, they got to play the Browns. He went down, you know, so there's all these things that are kind of in motion and we're going to talk about our, the injury report for the Broncos a little bit later, but, if the Broncos can stay healthy and these other teams can't, that's that they can make a move, you know, they can make a, a quick move up. Of course they can't fall back into how they played 
the first few weeks of the season. They got to continue to play like they've been or, or it's over. But I, I'm enjoying the excitement. I really am. Yes. I'm going to grab Dylan Von Arks coming in. Thanks, Dylan, for being here tonight. Really? Appreciate it. Our staff writers got some articles out there. Check it out on Mile High Huddle. He's uh, reminding everybody to hit the like button and share on all platforms and subscribe. You know, if you came here, you saw it, you liked it, subscribe, and so you get these alerts. So, yeah, thanks, Dylan, for the reminder. Appreciate you being here. Yes. And then we've got Dominic Martin coming in. Had a few people come in early, so it was great. Uh, Dominic's coming in and saying, hey, Tom and Ron, Mile High salute to my Broncos family. I want to see the Broncos handle business tomorrow night. Execute in all three phases of the game. Girl Broncos and Mile High Huddle for Life, Orange and Blue View rocks. Yeah, we're going to talk about how they can execute in three phases today because we're doing our pregame like we have been in the past. Couple, we've been in, out for a couple weeks because of the way the, the buy and the Monday Night Football and all that. But we're back doing our pregame show. We're going to talk about how the offense can pick it up a little bit for sure because the defense has been doing their job special teams have been doing their job mm-hmm. offense is not wasn't doing their job uh last weekend they did just enough which was good enough so uh let's hope that they can click on all three uh click on all cylinders in all three phases for sure yes thank you dominique for coming in and you're absolutely correct you know we the broncos have to handle business tomorrow um and Thomas is right. You know, the, the defense came to play on Monday night against Buffalo. The special teams was there as well. <laughs> Offense, it was just, the, you know, like I said, we we, we were kind of out ahead for a good bit, so we were able to kind of win the game. But, you know, offense just struggled. I mean, you know, over those with those turnovers, Thomas, we could have had way more points. So, you know, they they have to find a rhythm, you know, and hopefully that can – Hopefully they can find that rhythm in this game tomorrow night for sure. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm gonna grab David Youngkin came. He's in here early. Thanks, David, for being here. Thanks, Appreciate David. it. Yeah. Uh saying this will be a defensive battle. Just hoping that our offensive mm-hmm. line can hold up and make some plays. Yeah, you hit it, right? I mm-hmm. mean, the Minnesota Vikings got a pretty potent pass rush. I mean, Daniel Hunter is uh you know leading the league in sacks for one. The on the other side, uh Wonham. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. He's got five and a half sacks, I believe. Yeah. It's they're you know they're uh they can get after it. Plus they blitz a yes. ton. So you're I hope it's not a defensive battle. I hope the Broncos just uh, you know run away with it and uh, and beat them handily. But you may be right. It may end up being a defensive battle. And uh, let's hope that the Broncos come out on the uh, winning side of that defensive battle. I don't I don't know about you, Ron. I like scoring points. I like watching the team <laughs> score points. But, you know, going back old school when it was defense and you've seen them defensive battles, I I, uh, I actually appreciated it. I played a lot of defense back in the day when I was uh, younger, and uh, I appreciate these good defensive teams very, very, very much so. Yes, thank, thank you, David. And I, I, yeah, I don't want this to be a defensive battle. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm a big fan of points, although I do like defense. Um, and I see, David, why you may be leaning that way. And I'm, Thomas, you just alluded to it, and we probably this probably is a good segue into um, some of our keys to the game here. But, what, Dave, the reason why I said you're on to something is because of the blitz of the Minnesota Vikings. So Flores likes to bring the blitz, likes to bring the house just about <laughs> on a lot – of different plays. Um, and again, this is this is my first key to victory with the Broncos, and that means beating the blitz, that heavy blitz approach from the Minnesota Vikings. Now, my 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 other key is kind of going to feed into this on how they would do that. Um, but just to kind of give you some numbers, you know, he he brings about at least five players at the opposing quarterback um with every play. Um, through the first half of the season, they actually lead the league with a 57.9% blitz rate. <laughs> wow. So, you know, what's the best way to do that? Um, a lot of that run quick game concepts um, is definitely one way. The quick passing is definitely one way to beat the blitz. Yeah. Um, and the matchup with the Saints, that was actually their lowest um, blitz rate just because the Saints were changing things offensively. And, you know, with a more known, um, you know, quarterback like Devin Carr, more veteran, more experienced, they were able to kind of put in some of those plays with the slants, the shallow crossers and the screens. 
Um, so that's why the, the rate was at a lower time when they were playing the Saints. But, you know, when Minnesota played some of these other teams, they were they were very inexperienced quarterbacks like, you know, um, Desmond Ritter from, you know, the Falcons um, and yep. so on and so forth. So I think if Sean Payton and Russell Wilson can come together and maybe kind of deploy a lot of those quick passing concepts to beat it, I think that'll help them set up for success. Well, and, you know, part of that uh, short passing game and the quick, efficient passing game, which Russell Wilson hasn't been doing great with uh, as of late, but he needs to really pull, uh, he really needs to start uh, hitting those quick, quick uh, passing short field because the Minnesota Vikings are are giving up 74% completion rate in that short area of the field. And that's higher than uh, that. You know, it's above the median, uh, the mean of the NFL. So if you if you look at all the other teams, so by quite a bit, actually, a pretty good percentage. So the that's going to help that pass rush. It's going to you know help slow that pass rush down. Then get the if he can get the ball out of his hands. And uh, so from from my perspective, I'm going to just talk about I think a matchup that really will help that is Jerry Judy. He's probably going to go against Byron Murphy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that matchup. If Judy can get off the line quick and uh, get into, you know, get some separation, so Russell Wilson feels like, okay, I'm gonna be able to uh, uh, to you know hit this in stride or whatever. That that's gonna be huge. I think Jerry Judy might have a pretty pretty big game. So keep keep an eye out for that when it comes to those short passes. But yeah, I mean, it's, they they allow a lot of completions. There's just no no doubt about it. So yes, yes, yeah. Definitely. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to uh, just grab – got a uh, got Phil McLaughlin coming in. I'm going to grab him coming in from Facebook with Facebook Stars saying, Good evening, Thomas and Ron. Sorry, Locke is out, but Jackson is back. I see a 45-55 pass run procession per- percentage. Go Broncos, mile high huddle for life. Thanks for coming in, Phil. Thanks Thank for you. the support. Yeah, I think um, it's going to be interesting to see how much they run. I, I hope they're able to run the ball. Minnesota's pretty good at stopping the ball. Uh, stopping that run. So uh, we'll see. I, I think they're going to li- miss Locke. I think PJ Locke mm-hmm. has really helped that defense and uh, hopefully he'll be back soon. I-, I hope he's not out too long. He's the only one out. So that, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's good. That's good. Yes. Thank you, Phil, for coming in. And it, it is sad that Locke is out um, because we did see when Locke exited the game, you know, Turner yell. It, it just wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't pretty, but, but K Jack is back. Let's see what happens, you know, and, and the pressers this week, you know, and I know Sean Payton and K Jack were joking, <laughs> you know, I think Sean Payton mentioned to Jack called him early one morning and mentioned to not, to not mess it up. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, with him coming back, at least that we won't, you know, be as void of safety help, but, yeah, um, but I, Locke has been playing well. It, it's a bummer. Again, hopefully it's not the injury isn't keeping him out for too long. Um, but Locke has been playing well in the secondary for sure. Well, for everybody joining, we're giving you the uh, Denver Broncos pregame show for the Sunday night primetime matchup. And one thing I'd just like to point out, what get some pizza, right? Make Little Caesars. We're the official pizza sponsor in the NFL, part of your game day. Um, I mean, I, there's nothing. I think pizza and goes really well with football. I mean, I, I, it goes well with anything. It really does. But uh, you can order online during our pizza pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day on Sunday. Get ready for some football fun. Yes, select your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings that you guys like. Either way, you guys win. So on my pizza, I like to have pepperoni, sausage. Sometimes I'll do some bacon. Other times I like the Supreme. Just kind of depends on my mood. And speaking of that dub, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So just grab your family, grab your friends, and enjoy some slices while the game is on. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Being right. I'm ready. I'm ready for some Little Caesars. I'm actually ready for a W, another one. Uh, yeah. Maybe four in a row. I don't care what I'm eating, the Broncos. <laughs> but it would be nice to have some pizza to go with it for sure. I'm going to grab uh, John Janot coming in. Uh, Ju- uh, Juno, sorry about that. I misread it. Thank you for coming in with the support. Really appreciate it. Uh, with a super chat saying, I'm going to the Browns game. That's oh, awesome. Uh, that's nice. going to be that's going to be a good game. When, if is. you like defense, it's probably yeah. going to be a low scoring game. It's going to be. But yeah, Broncos fans, be loud and really uh, that's mm-hmm. going to be great. I wish I could go too, uh, but I, I can't. And it's the first time I've ever been to an NFL game in person. Wow, that's awesome. Any that's advice nice. or suggestions on what to do? Go Broncos. Well, I'll tell you, um, Denver Broncos fans put on a great tailgate. So get there early, hit some of the tailgates. Uh, Sons of Mile High used to be really good. Um, I know the the guy that ran that left. I haven't been to it since, but I'm sure it's still really good because the the guy, the other guy that kind of took it over was was a heck of a have a heck of a good guy. Go check that out. There's other tailgates. I would definitely hit a couple tailgates, meet some fans. It's always fun. Um, be loud, <laughs> you know, yes. uh, definitely enjoy yourself, but yeah, there's really nothing, you know, just go in and, and have fun. And if you like to go in a little early and go, you know, see the, see them warming up and stuff like that, you can get in. So yeah, just hit a couple of tailgates. If you like that sort of thing, it's always fun. How about you, Ron? Any, any advice for John? Yeah, John, thank you for coming in again with the super chat. We appreciate you, my man. And it's awesome that, you know, you're, you're going to the game and it's your first. So yeah, please enjoy it. Um, yeah, I would say, yeah, you hit it on the head with tailgating. Two, two things, John. When the pass is incomplete, you just have to yell out incomplete. You, 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 just, <laughs> you have to be right there with the Bronco faithful just yelling it out. Stomp in the stadiums. Just just be an active participant in the crowd. Like the, the noise level is deafening. Um, also, another thing to do post-game. And I believe it's near near the stadium store. I think that's like near gate nine or ten. Um, as the players come out, as they're exiting, they're, they're there. So you can kind of see the players up close. Um, you know, they'll wave, you know, take pictures with the fans and such. So that's also um, a fun and cool thing to do. But, yeah, I would say tailgating, be an active participant. And if you can, um, near that gate 10 area, um, you know, just you can see some of your favorite players up close. We got Sammy McCurdy coming here with a question. Do you think we go after Dalton Reisner knowing that we possibly know what his flaws are? Knowing Sean Payton, he'll mix some sort of potion up. Well, it's possible. Yeah, might you might be able to get some sort of, you know, information that'll help out. But I do believe that Zach Allen is another one of my, uh, you know, players to look for Zach Allen is is going to be a key to this game because the interior pressure the Vikings give up uh has been pretty solid I mean they've given up uh 23 sacks and 30 percent of them have been from an interior defensive lineman so I think Zach Allen can have a good day mm-hmm. uh and if he lines up against uh uh, are you know the old uh, Broncos uh, Dalton Riz, uh, Reisner or uh whoever I think he's going to do okay. I th- I really think he's going to have a pretty solid game. Uh, I'm hoping he can get a- another sack on the season. It would be great, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I I don't know. They got to stop the run first and foremost. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll find out. I don't know how much knowing somebody you know that well it really helps. I'm not really sure, but um, we'll see. Thanks for the comments, Sam. Yeah, thank you, Sammy, for coming in. And this is a very interesting question. Um, you know, I think there will be times um, where Sean Payton 
does test, <laughs> maybe go after Dalton Riser a, a bit. Um, but it, it's, uh, we, again, we don't know kind of what play scheme, you know, times that will happen. Um, but yeah, you're right on Thomas in the sense that 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 interior defensive line, I, I expect uh, Zach Allen to to feast to have a good day. Um, we obviously we know what Riser's weaknesses are when it comes definitely in the run game and. That, that was a big issue on this interior defensive line last week. Uh, yeah, you know, the defense as a whole made great plays, but that that run defense was very leaky against the Buffalo Bills. Um, Definitely. So, yeah, so shoring that up, um, you know, being that interior presence, um, getting sacks, you know, from Zach Allen, I, I expect him to definitely have an impact in this game. I was going to say hi to Ernie. Ernie, thanks for coming in saying go Broncos. Country only. Hello, Thomas and Ron. Thanks for being here, Ernie. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ernie. Always excited to see you in the chat. Pearl Heater's also coming in saying hi. Hey, Pearl, I'm glad that you're here. Uh, it's nice to see you. And uh, we've got um, got a, a, another comment here uh, from Sheesh saying the offense has to be better. Passing offense has to improve. They cannot rely on defense to create five turnovers and win games, which is nice. I mean, I it's a great thing if they can, but you're right. They can't. They need to find more creative plays for tight ends. The new tight end has good size and speed. And that's a good point. Uh, the offense does have to be better. Mm-hmm. Now, I think a lot of it had to do with the Bills were playing great on defense, better than I'd seen them play before. So that was part of it. They missed, you know, they made some mistakes here and there. Uh, the Bills were a desperate team. I, I think they might get it going a little bit better this uh, against the Vikings. Uh, maybe not, but I hope so. But yeah, the tight end we the we've seen on the field that there's one area that's been really lacking, and that's having a reliable tight end yes. receiving threat. Now I know Kroll was uh, active for the first time uh, in the game last week. He I, I don't think he got even got a target. He might have, but he did come open a few times. It just the, I think the pass rush forced. Uh, uh, force Russell Wilson's hands, but he had a couple uh, couple opportunities out there. So I'm actually excited to see what he can do. I um, I hope he can uh, you know put all of it together on field this weekend and and show you know show folks that he's you know he's here and uh, he's ready to uh, play in the NFL. So let's we'll see. Yes, thank you, she's for coming in, and you are absolutely correct. I mean, it was. You know, the Broncos were just forcing turnovers. And I think what for a while it was like only three points. I think they only got the three points off the turnovers. And I'm like, this this has to improve. And then also, you know, they were starting in plus field position. And so when you look at those factors, you know, that that's that's a tribute to the offense. The offense has to perform better. Um now, you know, to the Bills you know, credit, they do have, despite all their injuries on defense, despite, you know, Josh Allen and turnovers, they do have a formidable defense. And so, you know, their secondary held up mostly, you know, they, they were forced to be reckoned with up front. So some of that is, you know, the reason why we may not have scored, but, you know, the, the Broncos have to find plays um, to, you know, to score. And, you're right on the tight end. Hopefully, with tight end coming in, they'll, they'll give him more opportunities. Um, we obviously we saw the Sutton pass in the end zone, so just kind of getting those players open. Russ, again, we still see Russ holding on to the ball way too long. So I, I think there's a lot of different factors surrounding why the offense isn't, you know, doing as expected or as it should or what we hope it to be. But as time goes on. You know, hopefully if we get dulcich back, you know, things like that will definitely kind of open it up a little bit more for this offense. Gary Palmer coming in with a lovely super chat. Thank, thank you, you Gary. Gary. Really appreciate you being here. And as always, we, we love the support. So thank you very much. Saying love the show, guys. Go Broncos. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Now, you know, thanks for the love uh, and thanks for uh, for being here. We're all getting up ready for Thanksgiving, right? I mean, it's coming up. It's going to be here in a few days. But if you're ready to spice up your Thanksgiving, as we dive headfirst, into mountains of mashed potatoes and cranberries. Let's let's talk about the unsung hero of the holiday season, the Manscaped Lawn Mower 5.0 Ultra. That's right. It's time to go cold turkey on your old razor and take care of your own turkey leg with a Lawn Mower 5.0 Ultra. Visit manscaped.com and use the code HUDDLE for 25% off and free shipping. And enjoy Thanksgiving in style with a Lawn Mower 5.0 Ultra. Gobble, gobble, boys. <laughs> yeah, it's waterproof, so you can groom wet or dry. And you guys, let, let's face it, we all want to look our best when we're out in the kitchen trying to get that bird ready and carving that bird up. Plus, that LED light spotlight ensures you don't you don't miss anything. You don't miss any spots, even with some of the low light situations that you may be facing. So, speaking of carving, the dual skin safe blade heads are your best teammates. The trimmer blade takes care of business while the foil blade gives you an irresistible sleep finish. It's just like a winning TD at your Thanksgiving table. Yeah, get 20% off and free shipping with the code HUDDLE at manscaped.com. Now remember, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code HUDDLE. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all for Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. All right, let's jump into a few more things here. I, I've got Phil in here asking about Dulcich. Um, Dulcich is, I wish it was the one a game that he would show up. I He's still got one, I think this is his last game on IR. He had to wait four, uh, four games. I think this is it. He can come back next week. So he won't be here, but maybe the next week, uh, I hope. So Phil, let's, uh, let's hope that he's healed and can play and stays injury free. And that's what I've been, I've been talking about this for quite a while, Ron, about how, you know, regardless of what the talent disparity was with the Broncos and the rest of the league to start the season, that talent is starting to even out a little bit as people are losing these star players or getting injuries and the Broncos are staying healthy. If Dulcich can come back and add that other element, that's even, even better. So thanks for jumping in here, Phil. Really appreciate it. Um, and uh, yeah, let's grab another, uh, another key. I I've got it. My, my last key for this game, Ron, is stopping the run up the middle. Obviously you always got to stop the run. I mean, you need to put the ball into Dobbs hands. He's got to win it with his arm. Don't let them run over you uh, and win the game with the, you know, with the running the ball. But up the middle is uh, uh, where the Minnesota Vikings are um, really good, run, mm-hmm. running behind uh, Bradbury, their center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, in the first two quarters, when they tried to establish the run, uh, in their wins, they averaged 5.2 yards per carry behind Garrett Bradbury. And even in their, lo- you know, if you include their losses, it was still 4.7 yards per carry, which is much higher than the uh, average in the NFL, if you look at the other teams. So for me, DJ Jones, this is a matchup, and Mike Purcell against Bradbury is going to be key. They have to stop that run, especially up the middle, because let's face it, <laughs> there's nothing worse than just you know having a team just run it right down and throw up the middle. It, yeah. It's just it's disheartening to the defense. So they they need to stop the run. That's a huge key, but up the middle especially, they have to stop the run. 
Yeah, that, that's a good one, Thomas. Um, you know, you you were kind of thinking along the lines of kind of what I alluded to earlier in the sense of they just have to shore up the, the run defense. Um, you know, what they put on against Buffalo on Monday just was it was just unacceptable. So they you're right, Minnesota has a great run game. Um, and they're gonna need Purcell and folks to just to help um combat that. But um ho- hopefully, hopefully we'll see what happens here yeah. tomorrow night. Got Facebook user, but it's actually Benjamin Flores here. Uh, he says, LFG, if we get turnovers, we need to capitalize. Yeah, yes. they, they didn't last week, and the, yes. the, the Broncos have to. But I'll say this. He says, Peyton's attention to detail and data analysis is unreal. He will have the boys ready. Go Broncos. Yeah, that's interesting. I I, I think the detail – he is paying attention to the details, Ryan. I mean, just the whole thing – just the little thing about uh, Russell Wilson who would – call the play uh, kneeling in the huddle. And he changed that up, said, I want you to get that extra time to get to the line and have that, you know, whatever, an extra second or maybe two seconds to uh, look over the defense, have time to snap the ball. So it is attention to detail. I don't know about his data analysis. I haven't really uh, heard. I'm an analyst myself. I do a ton of it. I haven't uh, really heard how much data analysis he does, but all the teams really are, you know, they're, they're using uh, data analytics quite heavily, especially in, you know, different places, especially, you know, when to, when to go for it on fourth and, and fourth down stuff like that. I mean, you gotta, you gotta understand this is, this is how things are done now, but um, yeah, thank you for that uh, comment. It's, it's true. The attention to detail from Peyton has been refreshing. Yes. Thank you. Facebook user um, for coming in. And I, I agree on the data analysis portion. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure Peyton, has used analytics to a degree, or maybe he has someone that helps him with data analysis. You know, that could be a possibility, but I want to focus on that attention to detail because I think that is very important. And it was evident, Thomas, that last sequence to end the first half of kicking that field goal, (laughs) having that special, having that unit ready to go out on the field, I think it was like what 20 seconds or 17 between 17 and 20 seconds. Having that unit prepared to go snap, punt, we're ready to, to kick the field goal. I just thought that was flawless execution. So things like that, Facebook user, is why you're encouraged that and you're excited that you have Sean Payton on your team because it's coming out in the wash. It's yeah. definitely coming out in the wash. Before we get to some more of our keys, I'm just going to grab Keith Brugman here with a question, which is interesting, right? Uh, Keith's coming in. Uh, thanks for being here, Keith. Taking your time out on Saturday to hang out with us. We enjoy it. This question is bigger loss to this team so far this season. Tim Patrick mm. or Greg Dulcich? Well, uh, go ahead, Ron. You look like you're ready to you're, you're ready to go. Go, do jump in there. Tim Patrick for me. <laughs> it's Tim Patrick. <laughs> this is a good one, Keith. I I, I the reason why I say it's Tim Patrick is, well, we're seeing now that Sutton's the more reliable weapon, but but the buzz I heard with training camp and, and the rapport that Wilson and Tim Patrick had, I, I thought that Tim Patrick would definitely have been that security blanket. You know, in times where there's pressure in Wilson's face, Wilson doesn't know where to go with the ball. Tim Patrick has always been that person to just be open and he and he'll grab it. You know, that now when when it comes to receivers on this team, there's no one other like Tim Patrick, what he can provide not only on the field, but off the field, like his leadership, what he did with KJ Hamler. So not only just the tangibles, but the intangibles. But I would say, Keith, to to answer your question, Tim Patrick is definitely the biggest loss just because you're, you're missing another sure, reliable wide receiver in the receiver room. I'm going to go with the uh, with Greg Dulcich, Ron. Uh, you right. know, the and the biggest reason is because the drop off from the receiving threat, at the tight end position when he's gone to Troutman, who's really the 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 next guy, is huge. I think there's a massive drop off. Where if you look at the drop off between Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick, or or you know between those two or Jerry Judy, it's not as large. And I think they're missing that element of the offense, the tight end element, the receiving tight end. And I just think I, I think the Broncos have to go find a reliable, and I say reliable as, as in healthy, someone who can uh, you know 
play often, but also have that receiving threat at tight end. And maybe it's maybe it's Lucas Curl. Maybe he uh, you know gets better and and he he does it. But they need to find somebody because Dulcich just isn't isn't reliable enough to stay on the field. So to me, that's the biggest drop off. When I look at it, it's like that's a void in this offense, a really big void where they still you know can throw to Sutton, who's been playing pretty good. Judy not as good, but he's he's out there. So and I think Mims, you know, if they can ever figure out how to get him involved, I don't think it's going to be as a I like Tim Patrick. Don't get me wrong. I mean, uh, he's reliable, good, you know, uh, big, big receiving threat. It's just, I just think there's just that big boy in there. So yeah. Thanks Keith for that. Appreciate it. Yeah. That's a good one. All right. <clears throat> you got any more uh, keys or matchups, Ron? I, mm-hmm. I think I've been kind of like taken over and, and saying all of mine right away. So I'm going to let yeah. you get Yeah, that's fine. And I know a few of mine have kind of gone, you know, hand in hand um, as far as the, uh, the keys, but, the, the marquee matchup that I want to highlight, um, Moreau and Osborne. Um, Moreau has only allowed 12 completions on 19 attempts for 110 yards. And he had that, that pick last week in Buffalo. So I just want to see that continue. I, 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 I like Morrow's game. Um, he's very instinctive. Um, I want to see him kind of use those ball hawk skills. Um, to kind of, you know, get Osborne off his, because Osborne's actually a very capable receiver. I, I've looked at some games and he does um, move well. He catches well, kind of catches anything in his vicinity. So um, it'll be interesting to see how Morrow can, can elevate his game and, and kind of contain Osborne. Because I know right now, yeah, Jefferson has been listed as definitely out. So we know with PS2 and Addison, I think that's, that's kind of going to be the key. Um, one of the main matchups, and then you'll have um, wideout two, and that'll be against Morrow. But yeah, I, I like what I've seen from Morrow Thomas. You know, he's nice. you know he's been very good these past few games. Um, on definitely surprising that wide, yes, very very <laughs> su- surprisingly good. I agree, yeah, agree. Yeah, so sure. that'll be a very good matchup um, to see. I'm going to grab Joey LaGuardia here just because anytime I see Tom Nalen some support for him, <laughs> I'm going to bring it up, man. Tom Nalen for the Hall of Fame. I really hope. I think we're going to find out next week, I believe, if yeah. he makes it to the semifinalists. So mm-hmm. fingers crossed that he gets into the semifinals and we can finally start talking in earnest about his yeah. uh, candidacy for the Hall of Fame. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. And Phil's coming in with some Facebook stars. Thanks, Phil. Uh, predicting Williams breaks 100 yards. If Swift can get 175, I feel confident that our O-line can get Williams open. Now, I predicted last week was going to be his first century game, and I was wrong. It was a bummer because uh, he he ran hard, but the Bills, they were selling out to stop the run, I thought. Yeah. In fact, I thought the Bills' defense probably played one of their better games mm-hmm. of the season, really. Mm-hmm. They really had a good game plan. Uh, Javante ran hard, but he just didn't, you know, he was getting tackled early and you know he was grinding it out but i hope you're right he's due for he keeps getting better and better he's due for a breakout uh so i mean if he can that's going to be huge yeah and uh, i know we're going to get to stat projections later and thank you phil for coming in with this but i'll get to it now since we have you with your prediction i have williams a little bit under 100 so i have him at 90 yards (laughs) Okay. Because <laughs> I'm looking at his average this season, and it's been kind of in the 80s, 80s, um, you know, mid to, to high 80s. So um, I have it at 90 with one rushing touchdown um, this game. But, yeah, I mean, we, we already know. You, you're right on the – if our O-line can can create those holes, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it'll be a good day for Williams once again. So Well, think, think about it. it if he ran like he did against the Bills, but had one like kind of big run, you know, 20, yeah. 25 yards, that's going to get him over, right? I mean, he grinds it out, grinds it out, gets one big run, and it could happen. I mean, I'm hoping for him. I, I love watching Javante Williams run. I always have. It's mm-hmm. amazing. It's fun to watch. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he just he he just runs with such intensity and oh, determination. Right. I mean, how can you not like to watch the way he runs? It's It's amazing. Mike Edel coming in with a super chat. Thank you so much, Mike. Really, uh, thanks for being here. And he's Mike's a, a Minnesota. He lives in Minnesota. Say Thomas and Ron, great show. I live in Minnesota. I'm super nervous about the this game tomorrow. I think we really have to run the ball. Yeah, I, I feel for you, Mike. <laughs> I've been in so many different places where I 
it wasn't Broncos country where I've lived. I've been in uh, in New England when the Patriots are winning all the time. It's miserable to go into work, especially if you lost to them. So hopefully you can go into work and uh, with the Broncos win, and you know you can uh, you hold your head up high. So we're rooting for you, and we're rooting for them to win this game. But yeah, let's hope they can run the ball. Yeah, thank you, Mike. I uh, my, my apologies, brother. You live in Minnesota. At least that's doing this time. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm a little nervous on this game as well. You know, again, hopefully with the keys that we're highlighting, um, that that'll help put them over the top. And I, I agree on on your last point. You know, definitely have that emphasis on running the football because another way to attack the blitz is it's to run right at them as well. So, you know, if, if they can focus on that with some of the quick pass game, you know, I, I, and if the defense obviously continues to play at a high level, um, it should be a victory for the for the Broncos. But, it, you know, you, you still think about the possibility of losing because this is a very good Minnesota team, you know, with this five-game win streak. So, And they've been doing it without Justin Jefferson, yeah. too. And it looks like he's out again. It looks like yeah. he's not going to be playing this week. So, I mean, they've, they've been winning without yeah. – Kirk Cousins and and Justin Jefferson for the most part, so it's it's impressive. I'm I'm hoping that the the Broncos continue to play like they've been playing the last couple of weeks, and if they can, they should be able to win this game. But I will say that uh, one one person who has to really step up his game, and everybody knows it, is Russell Wilson, especially in this game. Mm-hmm. He has to be able to get rid of the ball quickly. Mm-hmm. Now he's struggled to do that the last few weeks, where he you know he drops back kind of thinks about it, then, you know, moves around the pocket. They really, he really needs to, to get rid of the ball quickly. I think he will. I think, I think that's what the game plan is going to be and they're going to be yeah. ready to go. And I, I'm going to predict that he has a pretty, pretty good game as we go into our uh, stat projections later. But really, I, man, he's, he's the, he's the guy that really needs to kind of step it up. And he's been playing good. Don't get me wrong. Like his red zone uh, play has been great. You know, he's doing what he needs to do to uh, to move the team when he can. And, uh, you know, he's got some flaws in his game, but he really he needs to he needs to fix that this game if they really want to win. But, yeah, and that's the thing, Thomas. It's, you know, yeah, he's holding on to ball to ball. And to Mike's point here, the, the nervousness for me comes with the blitz of Minnesota. Just because we, we know Russell Wilson doesn't do that well against the blitz. So, again, it's. That's where Sean Payton just has to come up with a good game plan to to beat that. Hopefully, Russ can you know execute it and be efficient to do so. And again, that's you can't hold on to the ball for too long because a, a lot we still see a lot of him holding on to the ball for too long and running and taking these sacks. And he he has to get better at that. So hopefully, this game plan will be um, plays to where as though we can you know they can beat the blitz and. Um, hopefully run the ball as Mike said here. <laughs> Todd Ostendorf's checking in. Thanks for being here, Todd. Really appreciate it. Saying hello to you and I. Thank you so much, Todd, for that. Um, yeah, I'm going to grab one more guy that I, I don't, he's been playing great. And I'm not really going to talk about his coverage. I mean, uh, it's Jaquan McMillan, right? Mm-hmm. He's He's been playing really good football, but I went back and I looked at some of the, the games that Minnesota has played and they have allowed, three sacks from defensive back on a blitz. And I think that McMillan might be able to sneak in and get one of those sacks. If they, you know, if they, if they can work it right and, and have him, uh, have him sneak in and get a sack, it would be, that'd be amazing. But yeah, I think that the, I think that the Vikings are kind of vulnerable to that at times. Um, and let's, I'm hoping he does. It'd be, it's a one to watch, not just for his, uh, past, uh, I mean, his past defense skills, but let's see what he can do on one of those, uh, one of those sneaky blitzes from uh, from a DB. Yeah. So a, a player of mine to watch, Nick Benito. Um, just because I we, we know about the Josh Dobbs magic and the Bronx going to need that spy to come through yet again. <laughs> so having that person to, to spy on Dobbs, just because with Dobbs, you know, I'm not saying he's Mahomes, guys, but just his ability to extend plays yeah. is what has made him so dangerous these past several games. So you're going to need someone to help, you know, show up and contain him outside of the pocket, him getting sliding left and right to extend the play. So 
I'm looking for probably going to be a, a mixture how, you know, Van shows are deployed, but I know Benito has kind of been tasked to be that spy at times. And I'm looking for him to continue that um, as well. And then another player I want to briefly talk about is Samaje P. Ryan. Um, you know, those, those little imp- improvisations on offense, as we saw Buffalo, like the flips from Russell Wilson to P. Ryan to get the first down, you know, though I, I want to see more of that, you know, it, it's, it's kind of things like that, Thomas, where you obviously we know with P. Ryan, he's he's a very capable runner. He knows how to block as well. But just being that security blanket, and if you need a few yards to get the first down, you know, he's right there in space to get it. So kind of looking for more wild plays like that from P. Ryan as well. Yeah, and he was an unsung hero kind of in that Buffalo Bills game. He, I don't think, like I said, there's a lot of things that they had to do, like just enough to do. And he, he on that last drive was highly important. So yeah, yeah, I I like not much of a, I don't see his rushing ability out there. Like I thought it was going to be, but his pass catching and, you know, getting some yards after the catch has been, been very, uh, very good this year. I've appreciated watching that. So yeah, that's good. All right. We've got, we've got some predictions starting to flow in here. Uh, Phil McLaughlin's coming in with Facebook stars and getting his last prediction out says uh, that Mims get a return Ooh. for a TD. Minnesota's punt coverage is terrible. 17 to 14 Broncos. It's yeah, he's due, man. He yeah. he's uh he has been um, unbelievable in mm-hmm. punt return. I mean, he really has. And and he was huge in the Buffalo Bills game. Huge. So, uh maybe he's not huge on offense right now, but he is helping where it matters and that's field position. Yeah, thank you, Phil, for coming in. And that that's a good prediction. Um, he, he, yeah, he's he's due to break one out soon. I mean, you know, yeah, in the Buffalo game, you know, he was pretty much he was the sole reason we were starting with great field position. Um, so yeah, you're right. With Minnesota's coverage being terrible, he he may break one. Um, he does definitely does have the uh, the talent to do so, but. 17-14, that, that's an interesting prediction. I, I know some folks are saying this is a defensive battle, so um, I can see that. But, you know, we'll we'll let you guys know our predictions here shortly. But yeah. but that's a good prediction. Yeah, thanks, Phil, for, for coming in with support. Yeah, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you uh, – we'll give our game predictions, Sam, but I'm going to give you a stat prediction, and I think people are going to probably think I'm full of baloney, but I'm doing <laughs> it anyway. Russell Wilson. Going to throw more than people think. Highly efficient. 30 of 44. To 305 yards, two TDs. Okay. <laughs> I will see. We'll see. I don't think people are going to believe me. I hope it comes to fruition, though. <laughs> mm, that, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, we, we will see. <laughs> it's the splits. You know, it's going to be interesting. Uh, stat projections for mine. So I already gave you guys the Pookie projection. Um, but for the the other players I have, Cortland Sutton, I have six receptions on eight targets, 60 yards, and one touchdown. And then my last that projection comes on defense with our linebacker, Alex Singleton. 11 total tackles with five solo, three assisted tackles. And I'm also putting in there a fumble recovery. Right on. Yeah, I've got a defensive one too. Mine's Zach Allen, though. Okay. Zach Allen's gonna have a big game. I mean, I I was down on Zach Allen at the first couple of games. I just thought I don't I he just didn't seem like he was living up to that that big contract. Uh, but he's been playing so much better that his interior presence should be felt. He's gonna have a sack, one batted ball, and two QB hits. Zach Allen's gonna be one of the defensive stars this time around. That's what that that's uh what I think anyway. And uh, I hope it happens because they need it. The Broncos really do need it. So, um, and then my last one is Jerry Judy. He's going to have to have a big game. He has to, if they're going to win, oh, he, yeah. he's got to come up, uh, you know, big with that quick passing game. So he, uh, nine catches, 85 yards and a TD for Jerry Judy. Nice. Nice. I see some comments in here saying, Thomas, you got Wilson cook it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do. I do. And, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where I, I it's not just because they're playing the Vikings. It's not just because he's got to have that quick passing game going and we're getting some, um, you know, we're going to see him uh, hit some of those quick ones, get some yards after the catch. It's the fact that he's continuing to be in the 
uh, Sean Payton offense right. a little bit more, getting a little more comfortable. I think he's going to start – you're going to start to see these uh, statistical games getting better for him, right, yards and things like that. So it's just – yeah, I, I, that's where I'm kind of projecting it. And the Vikings, I think, are vulnerable for it. You know, I think they're vulnerable for that quick passing game. And I think uh, – I, I just think he's going to have a nice game, a really nice game. And if he doesn't, then I, I don't know – if he can, if he has another game like he had, you know, Buffalo not so good, Not I don't know if they're going to be able to beat the Vikings. And right. So he's got to step it up. All right, let's see if we got we got some we got some predictions coming in here. We got Ernie Mays 21-6 Broncos. Man, isn't it great to to sit here and and watch people coming in with these predictions for the Browns because 5 weeks ago it was nobody was predicting the Browns to do anything. It's a huge turnaround so far. So thank you Ernie for coming in with that. And Mike Ells coming back in with another super chat. Thank you so much. Uh you. yes, the show's winding down coming in with super chat. Asking, do you think Dalton Reisner will be a liability for Minnesota? Well, he was kind of a liability <laughs> with the Broncos. So I hope so. I hope he doesn't have one of those revenge games where he's amazing. But uh, I don't. I don't know. I hope so. I hope so, Mike. Yeah, that's. that's a, <laughs> I like that question, Mike. Thank you for coming in. And yeah, I think we all hope so. Um, you know, I haven't really watched too much of him with Minnesota this year, but. You know, we could only go by what we saw for when, when he was with the Denver Broncos. And so, you know, if that's any indicator of what's happening, then that, that might be the case Sunday night. But, you know, we'll be able to use Denver, be able to use that to their advantage. So, yep, <laughs> definitely. Um, and Todd Ostendorf is going to come in and he's kind of giving me some some of the business here when it comes to Judy. He's been kind of trash this year. Yeah, he's not had a very good year, but he's going to have to have a good game this game. He has yeah. to. I just, it's, it's one of those things where he has to have a good game. It's time to step up and do it. You know, if you're going to be, if you want to be a star in this league, you've got to do it when it counts, when it matters. You have to be out there. You can't just, you know, go, you know, get six catches for 70 yards here and there. You, you've got to go out there and, and be a star. And he needs to do it. So let's see if he can. I'm hoping he does. I'm predicting that that short passing game is going to help him. Yes. And they're going to be on the same page and they're going to do it. I think he's yes. going to have a good game. So, all right, Ron, we're almost at the end of this show here. What do you have for your game prediction? Yes. So under the Sunday night lights at Empower Field at Mile High, the Broncos have to play well on all sides of the ball. I think we all know this. But I do think that they will – limit this Josh Dobbs magic that we've seen over the past several weeks. And those impact plays will be made on offense. Again, I believe that Peyton's plan is going to be to attack this blitz with that intermediate quick passing game. Um, of course, we're going to run right at him. So that will allow, of course, the offense to accentuate its ground game as well with Javante Williams going off. And then Russell Wilson will still be Russell Wilson when needed. You'll still see some of those wow throws ad-libbing at times. So with that, I do have the Broncos coming away with a dub to sustain momentum and remain in that playoff conversation. So final score, Broncos 27, Vikings 17. Nice 10-point victory. I'm with you, Ron. I was down on this team. I wasn't going to predict. I wasn't going to make a prediction where they won another game the rest of the season a few yeah. weeks ago. I really a wasn't. Of, a lot of us were like that. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you that it's not just that they've won a few games. It's that they have a new belief, right. and they've done just enough to win. They went into Buffalo and did just enough to win against a desperate Bills team. Mm -hmm. I mean, that team had to win to stay in the playoff race and stay, you know, to try and keep pace with the Dolphins to, to uh, win their division. And they, and they couldn't do it. And they, and you, they were, <laughs> they played one of the better defensive games that I've seen from them. So uh, I, I like the newfound belief. I think the players believe they can finally win instead of how they were before, where they didn't know if they could or not. So I really like it. And I think this is the game where, at home, all three phases work. Mm -hmm. All three phases are going to be playing together well. Special teams, defense, 
and offense. Yep. And that's why I think that they're going to win 31 to 20. I think they're going to, I think they're going to have a comfortable lead going uh, towards the end of the game and, and the Vikings are going to uh, score to kind of make it look a little bit better. But I, I think that the Broncos just that they've got the momentum. They've got this. And I know that momentum doesn't matter because it could change. It could change on Sunday, but the belief that they can win is there. And that's what I, I really am appreciating about this team because when I looked at it before, it was a makeup of players who had no, didn't know how to win. Right. They lost their whole careers for the most, right. most part. Right. And now they're finally figuring it out. And that's why I liked the Buffalo Bills game. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a dominating win and yeah, they had mess, but they did just enough and they got helped out a little. Don't get me wrong, but they did what they needed to do just enough to win that game. And uh, that's why I'm predicting them to put it all together this weekend. And you're, and I, I want to add to that, Thomas, and it's not only that they can win in a variety of ways, and they're doing this with the elite competition in the AFC. You know, snapping that losing streak, you know, against the Kansas City Chiefs, and they held Mahomes and that squad out of, out of the end zone. <laughs> and so, you know, that was a dominating win. And then you just saw last Monday night, it was a close win. So being able to win in a variety of ways, winning close, you know, pulling away is I think having this team changing their mentality and saying, hey, they can go in and beat anybody in any type of way they can. So that that's why I do have the Broncos winning this one quite comfortably. Yeah, and we got William Contolano's coming in talking about the wild card. And this team has the ability to make a wild card, I believe, but they have to want it bad and go do it. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. That's that's what I mean. Like they believe they can. I, I really do believe that they believe that they can. And if you think about it, like I said earlier in the show, there's a scenario where they're half a game out of that seventh seed if they win on Sunday, depending on how the others go. And the team, one of the teams in front of them is the Buffalo Bills, who they beat. And then the other team in front of them is the Houston, or two other teams are the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans, who would be in front of them, and they play them. So they control their destinies, so to speak. They have to win this weekend, obviously. But uh, yeah, uh, they, they, it, there's a scenario where they they're like right back in it after this uh, this weekend. We've got uh, 27-23 from Rodney Garcia. Denver's going to win. Awesome. Uh, I'm just going to check to see if we got some more Todd Ostendorf. Denver 31, Minnesota 27. Going to have some scoring going on. That's great. It would be nice to see some scoring going on for sure. 31 points. I'll take it. I'll take it. Love it, Todd. And then, of course, we've got Ernie Mays coming in with another Tom Nalen for the Hall of Fame. (laughs) Just keep it going. Keep that vibe out there. You know, keep the excitement. Let's let's, let's hope that they can do it. And, Ron, this is the thing. It's, uh, It's funny to think about centers in the Hall of Fame. To get the last five centers that have been uh, elected to the Hall of Fame, you have to go way back to Jim Langier. I believe it's Jim Langier. That is a long time ago. Where if you look at wide receivers, you don't have to go back to Myron Harrison. And running backs, same kind of thing. You don't have to go that far back. Far back yeah. We need more centers in the Hall of Fame. We need more offensive line. The people that do the dirty work that don't get any recognition need to get into the Hall of Fame. So thank you. Yeah. We got Brad Winkler coming in, going to end out the show saying, as always, great show, Thomas and Ron. Yeah, thank you for being here. We really do appreciate you taking your time out and uh, and being here with us. Because this pregame show, I, I think we go in and, and dig in out, dig up a lot of information that other people may not see. So I hope you can uh, listen to us. It don't always come true, but we've been pretty accurate, Ron, on a lot of these. We've said yeah. this is going to happen, and, and and it really has pretty close. So uh, I'm sticking to it. I think we I think we did it. I think yes. we're doing a good job. I think we are as well. All right. And Todd's going to uh, – I'm sorry for taking it up, making a Tom Nalen show, but uh, <laughs> Nalen, the 90s all-decade team. No, he wasn't, Todd. And the reason why he wasn't, and this happens to a lot of players, is they kind of split their career between two of the decades. So, you know, he, he started over in 1995 and was injured in 2007. So he's kind of split his uh, time in both decades, and he wasn't on it. Olin, Olin uh, Kruitz was the uh, second team, and Kevin uh, Mawai was first team in the 90s, I think, if I remember correctly. Or I take that back. No, it was uh, – in the 90s, it was Dermotti Dawson. And uh, and uh, I can't remember. Who, I think it was 
Man, I can't remember who it was, but he he didn't do it in the nineties. So uh, he should he should have been on there. But he, he let's get some uh, let's hope that he uh, gets some renewed interest. All right, Ron, I think it's time uh, we should wrap up the show. Any any last words for uh, for the folks in the chat? I just want to say thank you all for tuning in um, to another installment. This was a great conversation as always. Um, enjoy the game tomorrow night. You know that the Broncos should do well, as our um, predictions have shown. And make sure you hit the like button and subscribe and share um, on all the platforms. That's with all of the shows um, that we have here. And then we will talk to you guys next week. All right. Quentin Carson saying you are the, you guys are the best. Have a great night. Go Broncos. Thank you for that, Quentin. And with that, I'm going to say good night and uh, good luck to the Broncos tomorrow. Thank you all for being here. Have a lovely weekend. Go Broncos. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.